Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, WWE Universe in the Philippines. This is Charlotte, and you're with Stan, Rowe, and Raph on the SGP Podcast. Woo! Are you ready? Marks and Smarks. This is the Smarky Las Filipinas Podcast. You are listening to the longest-running weekly episodic Filipino wrestling podcast. This is the Smart Gilas Filipinas podcast. Stunning Stancy at your service right across me, Ravishing Ro Moran, and making his return and official debut as a guest co-host on the SGP as podcast. Yes. We present... Stat Guy Lance A.K.A. Lance the Virgin <laughs> Hello everybody uh, Thank you Stan Thank you Ro This is my debut Official guest debut uh, On the your, podcast yeah, yeah. This is your official Temporary replacement debut So for those who aren't Familiar with the Concept of a stat guy On our podcast On a wrestling podcast We basically stole it From Cheap Heat Basically Lance is here Because he is always Correcting us every week Never fails Yes actually Yeah So we might as well Put him to good use Since Camus is gone uh, <laughs> For the moment Yeah So what he will be doing Is he will be Fact checking All the outrageous claims That we make about wrestling In real time uh, In real time ba? Yeah After that No he fact checks In uh, real he time fact, oh, He fact checks in real time And then like uh, Stat guy Greg On Cheap Heat He will run through a list At the end of the episode And to see if we got anything wrong And he will correct this He will correct us with a proper fact As yeah. only he would know how So that is another incentive for you to finish the whole podcast Yeah, so usually say after the sh- uh, During the show, the time that I listen to the podcast I usually uh, send them the message that Oh, they, they have this certain fact And that certain fact actually uh, is wrong Because it was actually another fact Yeah, so, because uh, we are too busy to fact check before we even talk Yeah, so... Uh, Consider this uh, a special incentive for this episode. Oh, tama. Well, and while Camus is gone, yeah. so Cam- uh, Lance will be back next week, and I guess Camus will be back after that. Yeah. So I guess that's when your probie period ends and your <laughs> your contract's up for review. Endo, endo, endo. <laughs> All right. So uh, not a lot of stuff happened this week, but I guess it's been pretty eventful on my end because I, uh, I I finally got my copy of NBA Two K Seventeen. So the beautiful and good people over at 2K Sports actually sent me a copy. Did they fucking give you the Legend Edition? Yes, they Why? gave me the oh, Legend sh- Edition. Why did they Seriously? give you the Legend yeah. Edition? Uh, I have no idea. They, they gave me the uh, Legend Edition and I'm not complaining. other stuff. Yes, so I got the Kobe Bryant uh, controller sticker. Oh, I got the Kobe Bryant poster. No, I got 30000 no. worth of virtual currency. And the Kobe Bryant jersey for my, my player, the Kobe Bryant hoodie, the Kobe oh. Bryant t-shirt. Oh, snap. <laughs> and I think I got a pair of sneakers for my player, too. Uh, 
Is what you can get with the VC any good? Because uh, it, so it's thirty thousand, right? If you're gonna splurge it on clothes, yeah, I can buy a shitload. Uh, mm. If you're gonna splurge it on skills or attributes, which I oh, did, young, right? you're mm. not gonna get a lot. I thought I got. Well, I was able to upgrade from fifty-five overall to sixty-eight overall. But it, mm-hmm. it, oh, it's yeah. good. It's good. Thirteen overall points. That's that's a lot. Yeah, because usually when people pre-order games, they really pre-order games because of the bonuses, right? And it it really gives you an advantage. Later on in the game, as compared to those who are who decided to oh I don't know I'll just buy a, a NBA 2K17 now instead of pre-ordering yeah. before. So there are three types of the of uh, 2K17s this, yeah. this mm, year. Yeah, something yes. confusing. Actually. So there's the regular yeah. one, uh, mm-hmm. which is priced at 2695 yeah. locally. Uh, with Expensive. that one, if you buy it. It's so an early tip-off You get five or 3,000 VC uh, mm-hmm. Then there's the Legends Edition Which is like 3,795 in pesos Which gives you wow. 30,000 VC And then there's Legend Edition Gold Which is like Almost 5,000 pesos I think that one gives you Like 50 to 70,000 VC I don't know if it's like But usually The higher end Does it have Like a trophy Or like, sorry, a figure Or something I, I think there's something else That comes with it uh, I believe that um, there th- There's a physical item and then there's a, there's more in-game stuff that comes with it. Ah, okay. Uh, much your, like the legendary job to fact check. All oh, right. Yes, <laughs> that is officially your job. <laughs> uh, so so I started playing the game. I was able to unlock the code. So I got my thirty thousand VC. I built my player. Um, I started playing my player, and then I well, I found Michael B. Jordan in the game. He's very <laughs> much involved in Two K Seventeen as one of the curators of the soundtrack, alongside Grimes. Uh, um, this other artist Noah something You're gonna have to Fact check that too mm-hmm. uh, Imagine Dragons <laughs> And Michael B. Jordan So Aside from Curating the soundtrack He's one of the characters You're gonna be Interacting with In my career So Imagine the image And likeness of Michael B. Jordan Except he's playing A role And that role Is Justice Young So you get drafted that, That's the name <laughs> Justice Young so you get drafted to a team. I got I got drafted ninth by the Raptors after graduating from Georgetown, mm-hmm. and then I uh, I so I'm, I'm the ninth overall pick, and then Justice Young gets picked like late in the first round. So I'm an underdog who got na parang you know I'm just a normal guy. Uh, you know I, I had to go through four years of college, la la la. And look at you, you're the uh, you're the one and done superstar, shit like that. So my my who got against you, ah. but because you put if you put in practice with him. And and uh, this year's my career is very centered on practice. Like you really have to put in the practice time. Mm. So I'm so because I haven't really played a lot because I spent a lot of my time on practice. So I can be friends with Justice Young. So I can further myself in the game. Uh, so there, th- um, th- that's where I am so far in the story. Um, I- I'm not so satisfied with the fact that you, you have to go through a lot of practicing. Now there's not not a whole lot of playing. There's just a whole lot of practicing. Uh, I-, I sound like Alan Iverson here. <laughs> But but that that that's really how the my career experience uh, so far that that's that's how it works. Last year you were forced to take on the name Freak, Frequency Vibrations, but you, you were twins and shit. <laughs> yeah. So uh, this year, no matter what your name is, you're forced to be called Prez, as in short for President of the United States of America, which is what the player calls himself. Man, <laughs> that's uh, crazy. Um, he's not as egotistical as Freak from last year. Mm. He doesn't have a deadbeat best friend who ends up dead. Oh, okay. It's <laughs> uh, too real. Yes, uh, but but but, ano ba? Nagakainis um, yung mother character this year. The mother character is very masadong siya mukhang pera. Meron ba? Meron ba mother character na? No, the mother character last year kept freak real. This mother character is is very much like, hey, you gotta always succeed on the court. Oh yeah, you know, you can study later. You know, shit like that. 
Uh, Actually, it's very weird to consider the fact that NBA, since last year, I think, has this story mode that it's so dramatic and all that, which I don't know if it ha- actually happens in I don't know, in real NBA lore, I think. No, I think hango naman siya sa tunay na experience sa mga players. Mm. I mean, that, that kind of shit happens all the time. Yeah, yeah but... Uh, the, the NBA, or, you know, the pro leagues are the meal ticket. Uh, but it's, yeah, it still feels really weird to have, like, a story mode in a basketball game. Until no, now, not it's, really. Uh, it's just really hassle because, I mean, the the main hook of these modes, of these my career modes, is that mm. you make your own narrative. Yeah. So to be pigeonholed in this narrative na isn't even relatable to you as much because you're not black or you're not trying to make it. <laughs> uh, well, some of us are trying to make it to the pro leagues to, you know, to live our passions and make money from them. But... Uh, uh, we're not especially trying to be basketball players in our lifetimes. And That's I think on, on a more pragmatic and practical level, it's just really frustrating to play the game that way because I don't have as much time as I used to when I was younger to devote all this time to go through all the cutscenes, to go through all this practice and, and bullshit. I just want to play the fucking game. Oh, yes. And um, my career mode last year, yung rookie season, mo, you only play selected highlighted games. You didn't have to go through the entire 82-game season. Mm. Uh, this time, you can choose to run through the gamut or you can skip. But why would you skip, diba? Because mm. you, you want to make sure that you get the ideal stats for your my player. So for that to happen, you actually have to play it yourself. Which means that I have to devote at least 82 man hours to get through all 82 games. So it's a uh, Especially if you don't have the time. So it's, it, it's, it's really, it really requires that you consume all this effort <laughs> and time. Um, which is So yesterday when I fired up the game, I didn't even touch my player. I didn't even touch my career. I just played quick games as uh-huh. the Spurs. Because it was way more fun just actually playing the game. I think it's just a natural thing. Because like for example, last year, WWE 2K16. Yeah. You you want to start with career mode, but at the same time you just want to start playing Finn, with Finn Balor, yeah, <laughs> using Finn Balor against somebody. I mean, you really want to play the game first and then the career later on as you progress. I, I guess. think this is where in it, where the old EA Sports Sims did it better. Now you just you know, pag may mic or pag you know pag player mode or uh, whether you're creating your own player or playing as someone in the league, uh, you just get in there and play. I think and then that you actually play a, a whole season. Where EA Sports fails now is to just recapture everyone's imagination. Because oh. everyone's so saturated now with 2K. Yeah. You know? when, you yeah. think of, when you think of the sports game, you just think of 2K now. Mm-hmm. You don't even think of EA yeah, Sports yeah. No anymore. No one thinks of NBA Live now. Yeah, exactly. No we thought we'd get to this point. <laughs> um, I, I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that EA really just fell off the map for a good few years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, there weren't any releases. So out of sight, out of mind. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was one. Uh, second is they just couldn't uh, compete sustainably. Mm. Uh, I think a, um, a lot of the graphics in 2K talaga next step up. Like from the mid 2000s, palang NBA 2K was so um, high definition in terms of graphics. Like you could see the sweat beads forming on the head of Kevin Garnett as early as 2K6, <laughs> 2K7. Yeah. Yes. Right. That was that was a decade ago. Uh, NBA Live had a long way to go to actually achieve that. I think they were a- only able to come close to some of the demos of 2010 or 2009. So they were so behind on the graphics. Now 2K as a sports sim. Really brought you in as, as as real as it gets, and that's why they were able to pull away. Now, um, fast forward years later, and Russell Westbrook is a cover game for a uh, cover athlete for a game that nobody gives a shit about. And it doesn't even help that EA Sport, uh, EA in general, is not exactly a good gaming company yeah. for the past number of years. I mean, it's a company that's gone through a lot of controversy over the years, like with 
But I think it's a, for example, Sim City that had a lot of problems. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, a lot of problems, and uh, I guess you can add Battlefield mm. and other games. So it's re- it really doesn't help that NBA gets affected by it because of EA's problems, really. So, so then, uh, well, the only thing they got going for them right now in the, on the sports side is Madden and FIFA. So Sons is doing okay with those two properties, and I guess it's fine. Yeah. So there, um, that that's basically what's uh, been new with us. Uh, we've we've been trying to actually we spent a lot of time today talking about video games, not just on the podcast, <laughs> but like in our in our little uh, online chats. Yes. Uh, so so I'm gonna try my best to take in <laughs> as much more of the game as I can, so I can write a proper review on on uh, Sports Illustrated Philippines by next week. Um, oh, oh, but I'm I'm doing my job right now as a, as a yeah, sure. sad guy because I I have the list of songs for NBA 2K17. I don't know what, what the song we were talking about earlier was. No, no. Uh, I was just asking Kung Sinu, the last artist, whose, whose name I don't remember. There, there were four of them that curated the playlist. So it was Imagine ah, okay. Dragons, uh, Michael B. Jordan. probably find that on the Wikipedia page. Yeah. Ah, okay. Grimes and, and Noah S40-something. <laughs> uh, anyway. Um, I see you in 40 Yes. Uh, Drake's producer. Yes, yes. Drake's producer. That guy. Um, so you don't have to like do that anymore. Okay. <laughs> anyway, uh, this week on the podcast we have uh, predictions for Clash of Champions. Uh, Got to talk. Finally, about. might be able to you know to actually put in the interview. Yeah, we yeah. can actually squeeze that in. Uh, hopefully. Hopefully. Uh, we hopefully. also got to watch Talking Smack in full for the first time. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> uh, while waiting to use the booth, and uh, well, SmackDown was better than Raw again. Uh, we caught the main event of NXT together. Hmm. I've actually seen the whole of NXT. I've seen. Have you seen Lucha Underground? Oh, not yet. I haven't seen it yet. Okay, sadly, <laughs> I, I know Ro hasn't either. Uh, I've been I've been crazy updated. Uh, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> so there. Um, so th- that's a little bit of uh, what's in store for this week on the podcast. Really quickly, we have to talk about Raw because we're going to talk about Clash of Champions. Uh, my biggest gripe on uh, uh, um, from this week's Raw is the fact that TJ Perkins wasn't there when they debuted the Cruiserweight. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was crazy. What's up with that? What's wrong? <laughs> they, they they spend weeks and weeks hyping the debut of the Cruiserweight division. They crown a new champion at the Cruiserweight uh, Classic finale. And then uh, Mick Foley comes out and trots out four cruiserweights, and none of them are the cruiserweight champions. Mm. I don't get it. Uh, and they were playing for a shot at the cruiserweight championship this Sunday. How, how hard would it have been to trot TJP out on commentary? Or to have him even just come out, stand on the stage, raise the belt, and look Kendrick in the eye? Mm. Actually, that's, the problem here is that TJP is like the centerpiece of the yeah, exactly. new cruiserweight mm. division. And the fact that he isn't even the first one who came out, much less even appeared... Uh, there's something really wrong with how Raw books their talent, really. Oh yeah, absolutely. Was there? Did they even run the package, uh, video package? No, there no? was nothing. TJP. So related. no, they were. Uh, there was a video package for the others. Grand oh Italy. yeah, but yeah. I mean, like for the whole, you know, cruiserweight classic finale. Well, that one, then, like, no, not really. No. So how do you, how do you explain the casuals who haven't seen the CWC? I don't know. Here's the ironic part: the, uh, when Raw started, the very first shot was a Philippine flag fan sign in the audience. Uh-huh. That was the very first shot. I was like. Yeah, you know, this is real. Like, they actually put, paid attention to the Philippine flag and identify Nila. Mm. It's a good way to set up TJP's debut. Three hours pass later, no TJP in sight. Yeah. So you're like, what the fuck? Um, I, I don't get it. It's it's weird because the thing is, TJP is... Uh, I mean, we all know what happened with Kota Ibushi and Zack Sabre Jr. I mean, these are the two guys we thought was going to be, like, the centerpiece of the new division until, I guess, contract issues came along. So, when TJP became the new guy of the Cruiserweight division, everyone was happy. Well, 
everyone in the Philippines was happy. So mm. the fact that he didn't even show up, not even one. I, I, actually, he did show up in the raw Fallout video on YouTube. Okay, he, I, I didn't get to catch that. Uh, he was there. He was being interviewed about you know being the the new guy and defending the title of Clash of mm-hmm. Champions, and you know Brian Kendrick came out and pretty much uh, taunted him, which pretty much sets up the main event. I mean, sorry, the cruiserweight championship match at Clash of Champions. Yeah, um, I, I want to get back to Rose Point, Kanina. Because mm. if you're a casual, diba, and uh, you're expecting to get excited for the Cruiserweight Championship at Clash of Champions, it, it's pretty weird that you've never even seen this champion before, and he's supposed to be the babyface. How am I supposed to root for him? I think that's one of the questions. And eh, if you're a casual, how do you answer that, or how do you reconcile that thought in your head? You go because they were like, oh, people were like, oh, there's a new Cruiserweight Champion. Like, where is the Cruiserweight Champion? What where does the this, belt when look did like? This happen? Mm, and maybe they're assuming that I guess maybe Raw's assuming that uh, everyone subscribed to the network, so they probably saw uh, the Cruiserweight Classic Finals. Maybe, which is a bad assumption to make. Because Raw is the more mainstream show. Yeah. Like it's safe. To, it's safer to say that there are more people that watch Raw than there are that watch the network. Because uh. it's more casual oriented. That, that's yeah, why Raw is how it is. That's why Raw is how it is. So there. Um, another thing that really bugged me is. Uh, the steel cage match happened this week, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, that was this week. So, so Rollins came out and uh, and and did th- this suicide dive off the top of the cage. Totally. <laughs> yeah. yeah Top like- first, so we're straight up. So he, he he jumped off the top of the cage to save Roman Reigns, to save Roman Reigns, who was in a match against Kevin Owens uh. in a steel cage, which did not make sense in uh, in itself. Because uh, what, what was on the line? Uh, these are all mind-boggling decisions. And what's worse is that Roman Reigns actually beat the WWE Universal Champion. Yes, he did. Which is because uh, he got to ex- escape the cage first. Mm. Yeah, I mean, and he has to defend the title against Seth Rollins. He, he is one half of the main event. So why? And about <laughs> to, add, uh, to compound to that, Roman Reigns and Rusev are in a feud. Why again? Because Roman Reigns is a dick who uh, ruined Rusev's wedding celebration. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, he hates Lana, sure, but I mean, he's, he's being rewarded by you know getting title shots and title shots. Yep. It's weird. So these these stories are, are pretty much bullshit right now. Mm. Um, I, I could even bitch about the women's storyline because uh. even the women's storyline has a lot of plot holes. Na ang sarap in nitpick. Uh, <laughs> but you know we're on our way towards Clash of Champions. We have a card now from top to bottom. Actually looks uh, actually looks solid on paper. Mm. It looks solid on paper, but when you get down to it, you go through each match individually. You're like ang daming kulang, and uh, frankly, it, it it's very much disappointing. Um, do you want to go and through some? I think that they had the longer build. Time. Yes, and, and yeah, they had three hours to build. What? No, uh, they had like four five weeks, weeks. Yeah, five since weeks. SummerSlam. Yeah, five. Yeah, five weeks, and then and you have SmackDown did less. Yeah, he, yeah, two did hours more with less, I guess. Yeah, two hours of SmackDown and uh, 20, 20 minutes of talking smack. Yeah, so, so uh, they had three weeks. Um, they had three weeks after SummerSlam to get the backlash. Whereas Raw had five weeks heading into Clash of Champions. Now, granted, pwede mo sabihin na it took them two or three weeks to resolve the universal title picture because of Finn Balor's injury. But what about the other stories? Because when you look at this card right here, the only story that actually dates back to SummerSlam is Cesaro versus Sheamus. Yeah. That's, and that's, and that's, that's the only story. And that's a pre show match. It is? Yeah, I think, wow. yeah, that's a pre show match. The I last mean, of their finals? No, 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 I mean, no, no. On SummerSlam, at SummerSlam, oh, yeah, uh, SummerSlam uh, yeah, yes, Cesaro yeah. versus Sheamus was a pre show match. And that's the only match that came you know, from SummerSlam to today. Mm. Yeah. So, uh, 
maybe you can say na New Day versus Gallows and Anderson also is is a is a carryover feud from from uh, from the SummerSlam days. Pero uh, even that feud is kind of silly because um, how how am I supposed to be, supposed to believe that the New Day is a babyface team going through adversity when there are three of them mm. against two guys? Mm-hmm. Must believable in SmackDown where American Alpha is going through adversity because Chad Gable was injured by by the Usos. Yep. Yes. So um, I, I love what happened on on SmackDown this week between AA and the Usos, but with with the New Day and Gallows and Anderson, I just can't get behind the story. You know what's the the the, the damn shame here is that the fact that Carl Anderson, uh, yeah, I I had this in my mind for a long time, but Carl Anderson is the greatest tag team guy gene wrestler in in Jap- in modern day Japanese wrestling, and for him to get this kind of. Uh, it's hard to comprehend really because Carl Anderson deserved better and Luke Gallows really improved significantly. So the fact that they're put in really weird gimmicks for like the past number of weeks is just a damn shame, really. Uh, there's, there's, there's a rumor going around that Vince apparently doesn't know that Gallows was Festus. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> So that, that rumor is going around. Gallows actually, I believe, himself. That. I believe mm-hmm. that rumor. Gallows himself actually said it on, I believe it was Talk is Jericho. Oh. Yes, yes. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> in fairness to Luke Gallows, he really did not just thin that. down. In, huh? Not just that. Obviously, he changed his look. But obviously, I wouldn't put it past Vince. Nah. He would be. He, you know, he would be that out of touch to not remember that this was the guy he made a, a mentally challenged guy who. <laughs> A savant who would turn on at the sound of a bell. <laughs> that gimmick was what uh, a decade ago. Oh, then, six, yeah, 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 a decade ago. A decade ago. All right, so let's run through the card and uh, give you our predictions really quickly. Starting off with Alicia Fox versus Nia Jax, which Nia Jax is obviously going to win. Yeah, Nia Jax will win, but the question is how she will win. Really, it's a it's a kickoff match, so I don't think it's going to be a squash. Mm-hmm. Uh, Foxy will probably get some offense in, but uh, in the end, it's going to be useless. Mm-hmm. Actually, uh, yeah, obviously Nia Jax is gonna win. Yeah, she'll win. But the interesting point, uh, thing here is that they're put, they're building up Alicia Fox to be one one of the veterans of the uh, women's division. And what choice it. do they have? Yeah, I mean, there's really none. I mean, if you look at the raw roster for the women's division, there's not really much to to go with. Yeah, because there's no Paige. Yeah, Paige. and then uh, <laughs> you have four women stuck in the women's championship picture. Yeah, and one of them isn't even in the match. Yeah, and yeah. then you have Nia Jax. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's it. That's your raw women's division. Damn shame <laughs> Who would have thought That Smackdown Would have a deeper Women's division And, and they had Three of the four Horsewomen mm. So it's really my, It's top heavy Yeah it's top heavy But beyond that And I, I'm just hoping That if Nia Jax Is gonna win She might as well Just you know Beat the living hell Of Alicia Fox And you know Make her look dominant I mean She's pretty much A, uh, a, a machine That has to be Pushed like a machine And this match would very well determine how Nia Jax is going to proceed in the main roster in the future. We just spent way too much time talking about Alicia Fox versus <laughs> Nia Jax. All right, next up, uh, match number seven: Cesaro versus Sheamus. Winner win or takes home a championship opportunity. I think this is for Cesaro to win because whether he goes up against Rusev or against Kevin Owens, it sets up a good story. Uh, and they have the underdog babyface with a back injury against the dominant and much bigger champion. Cesaro is going to win. There's no question with that. I mean, at this point, I mean, Sheamus has pretty much done everything. All he has to do is, like, you know, give Cesaro the win, give him a chance for the top title. 
All right. Uh, Sami Zayn versus Chris Jericho in the battle of uh, Kevin Owens' best friends. <laughs> <laughs> this is an interesting feud because it might be the only feud that's worth watching, even though it's also been saddled with baggage uh, thanks to raw writing. But I'd say uh, it depends on how long they plan this feud to play out there. I think this match itself uh, could be a sleeper match. Of the ob- night. Obviously. Jericho and Zayn. Yeah, Jericho and Zayn. It's gonna be. It's gonna be. Crazy. I expect it to be like uh, Jericho versus Neville at Beast in the East. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Um, it really depends on how how they think or how they want the feud to play out. Knowing Jericho, I think he's gonna ask for more time. Probably. Okay. To, to actually oh, stretch that this means out. Jericho wins. Talaga. Now remember, he did beat AJ Styles at WrestleMania. It yeah. really wouldn't be far fetched. Hmm. Uh, uh, Column that I wrote for for S, I actually predicted Sammy to win. So I'm gonna have to stay consistent and, and still pick Sammy, even though it does make sense to see Jericho win moving forward. Okay, next up, cruiserweight championship match: TJP versus Brian Kendrick. Uh, we we spoke about this just a few minutes ago. I think it makes no sense to have TJP debut and then have him lose the title right away, uh, given that a lot of these people watching probably have uh, have never seen TJP on on uh, under the WWE mm-hmm. have never seen the belt even so you have to give TJP the win TJP is pretty much uh the centerpiece of the division as I said earlier so it really doesn't make sense for him to lose at all right and, and he has to win dominantly by the way or if not I mean sorry he has to win in a competitive match against a very reinvigorated Brian Kendrick who had pre- a lot of good matches in the CWC. No, you know what? I think Brian Kendrick's going to follow the same mold from CWC. Eh? Now he's going to be scrappy. He's going to be uh, borderline sadistic, uh, desperate. You, he'll, he'll use the ring environment however he can so he can eventually lock in the bully choke. Uh, uh, actually, he, he, they changed the name of the Captain move. Captain Hook. Uh, uh, Captain Hook. Captain Song. Uh, yeah, yeah. Thank yeah. you, thank you. Yeah, yeah so... so th- That's one for you, by the way. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> to lock in the captain's hook. Right. Uh, but but with that being said, I think nah, it's still a good matchup for TJP because he'll get to show off his technical chops. And I hope that this audience, this this mainstream audience, will be receptive to that. So I know, so I know. Uh, yeah, obviously, it's, it's going to be super dumb. If the first time you see the new Cruiserweight champion, you're going to have him lose, even though it's to a guy people know better. And fuck, can we just say that? Okay, I really don't get what's happening. What? Why is Brian Kendrick, you know, in the WWE still? I thought it was gonna be it if he lost to CWC. You need narrative, yeah, right? Nah, I can't lose. I can't no, lose. No, exactly. Yeah. You, shit, you shit all over that. I so you actually bring back Brian Kendrick. Here's the ironic part. Uh, the commentators actually put the story over, pa. Uh. They put the story over, but in the process, they shit all over it. So. Uh, it, it's a complete head scratcher. And you have uh, Daniel Bryan come to the ring with Brian Kendrick in this last CWC match, and you know, give him a hug. And so that's a really important event in Brian Kendrick's career. So that he just goes on the Raw anyway. Yeah. So why? Actually, now that I think about it, um, I'm not sure they even should have gone with that. Uh, gone with that storyline. They should have just committed to. Writing Brian Kendrick as a heel mm-hmm. and being like this egotistical former WWE veteran, parang, you know, I can show all these kids, I can wrestle circles around them, mm-hmm. I can choke all of them out, and none of them has a chance to win this CWC because I have been here, I know what I, I know what it takes to get there, shit like that. It's that simple. And he lost. <laughs> yeah, and, and you knew Hugh Brisnia. Yes, him losing to Kore Ibushi in the uh, quarterfinals. How how hard would that have been? <laughs> he, he likes he has this. I just uh, pulled that shit out of my ass. Oh, too hard for them. Sorry. <laughs> 
And he, yeah, Brian Kendrick looks like a, a guy who has a chip on his shoulder, a really big chip. Yeah, because he he he's a veteran now. I mean, before when he was in WWE, he he was the young guy, and the story was he was uh, released a long time ago because of I don't know things, and now he's back as a veteran. I mean, you know, maybe he has something to prove. I just want to say that it it it's so fascinating to look at Brian Kendrick's face and think that this is a guy who was once called Leonardo Spanky for his resemblance to Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, that is correct. Diba? Na, <laughs> napakalayo na ng ng itsura well, niya. Well, now he looks better than Leo. Well, he looks he looks like Revenant Leo. Yeah. Famish yes, Revenant, yes, Revenant Leo. Leo. Yes. No, not famish. Yes, he looks, he looks he, famish. No, he still looks better than Revenant Leo. Ah, because Revenant Leo was Bugbug. Yeah. Bugbug yes. Sarado. And uh, kahit pa paano, uh, you know, uh, Brian Kendrick is still ripped. I guess. Right. Uh, oh, and I just want to add, yeah, sure. it's, a, it's a good thing that Brian Kendrick actually brought back uh, uh, the, you know, the Captain's Hook. Uh-huh. That was actually inspired by uh, Minoru Suzuki, who, mm-hmm. uh, who is now currently competing in Pro Wrestling Noah, mm-hmm. unfortunately. And yeah, it's it's a, it's a pretty good move to see. I mean, it's just it's it's simple, it's effective, and it fits Brian Kendrick really well. Fat chance Michael Cole shot uh, Suzuki out. Yes. Uh, okay. Morrowood. Ne- <laughs> yeah, Morrowood. Morrowood. <laughs> Next up, Rusev versus Roman Reigns for the U.S. title. I do not want Roman Reigns to win. I think that this is another one of those stopgap feuds. So I think Rusev still wins. And you know, um, if if they have no plans of inserting Cesaro in the Universal Title picture, I'd totally be fine with Rusev versus Cesaro for a good two three months. So I, I need Rusev to win here because um, I I can't justify Roman being the babyface and then rewarding him with the U.S. title when to get the title shot he had to go out and ruin Rusev's wedding. Mm. Plus, throughout the feud, it doesn't appear naman na merong Meron desire si Roman Reigns to even capture the U.S. title. It's uh, his, his beef with Rusev has been all about putting him down, yeah. putting Rusev down, but not really to take the title away. No, no. It's just being a dick for the sake of being a dick, which uh, is very counterproductive because they're trying to push Roman Reigns as John Cena 2.0 or something. And they right now they're failing. The creatives failing. Roman Reigns, really. I mean, they're failing in making him John Cena 2.0 from the very beginning. So, why do why reward Roman Reigns with a title match after title match? Yeah, uh, why? It's weird. It's crazy. Uh, Ro, Rusev Gabar or, or Roman? Rusev, of course. I would go for Rusev. Yeah, I've always been for Rusev since day one. No, I mean, yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, day one Rusev for right. sure. And now is not the time for him to lose it. A guy who isn't interested in the championship. And yeah, you, and if you think about it, it, it it's gonna make uh, Rusev look bad considering the Miz is like the inter- intercontinental champion, and for Rusev to just lose his U.S. title in in a very weird time in pro wrestling. I mean, it, it's an injustice to Rusev. Thanks for mentioning the Miz and the IC title because I, I, I've been uh, toying with this thought in my head, and I, I actually think that the Miz has done so much to elevate the prestige of that IC title since having won it from Zack Ryder uh, the night after WrestleMania. I, I would dare say that Miz has been the best intercontinental champion in the last two, three years minimum, maybe even half decade. I would say I have to agree there because Miz has made it matter. Yes, e- even Kevin Owens couldn't do that. I mean, if you think about it, he was Intercontinental Champion, but The Miz made it something else uh, ever since WrestleMania. I mean, after WrestleMania. Part of it is probably because of the brand split. So I think uh, that's that's 
that's a factor that contributes to the Miz and and uh, what he's done with the IC title. Pero um, I, I watched the the IC title match between Miz and Dolph on SmackDown this mm-hmm. week, and I I couldn't help but think to myself, there's a big fight feel here. Uh-oh. This match feels relevant to me, and I'm very invested in its outcome. I don't care if Dolph wins or loses. If he wins, I will mark out. Uh-huh. If he loses, I will okay. still mark out. But yeah. okay, lang because it, it's the Miz here. So there's something about his work that has made the IC title matter so much. It's not just that. It's, I think it's also the booking of SmackDown as a whole. Now it really, they really do know how to make these things feel special. And as Ryan said on Talk of Smack, they're they're gonna do this shit on free TV. Because uh, I don't know why. I don't know if it's because they need more viewers on live SmackDown. But uh, it works. It works for everyone. It works for me. It works for you, obviously. Yeah. And we would like, and yeah, as I was saying to you guys off air, Kanina, um, it's things like this that make me believe, uh, you know, easier to believe that uh, Dino Bryan really is booking these matches, even though we all know, uh, you know, the bookers are booking these matches. But it's easier to believe on SmackDown that the GM is actually doing his on air role than it is on Raw. Yeah, because the way that Mick Foley does it, and I love Mick Foley, but he really does look like a puppet. Yeah. Yes. Like they trot him out to do puppet things, mm. right? I mean, did you see how he introduced the cruiserweight division? Yes. Uh, that, that was. That's a, that was a great example. It also helps. No, no. It also helps that Shane wasn't on the show this week, so it really did look like everything was coming from Brian. Yeah, whereas alumon na nakatali talaga si Mick kay Stephanie. Ikaw ang kalungan ng nangangailangan Ikaw ang pag-asa at kinabukasan Kaplos mo ay lunas sa bawat pagal Salamat sa iyong dampin ang pagmamahal PCSO Alright, um, down to your last three matches on this card New Day versus Gallows and Anderson for the Tag Team Championship I really want to predict Gallows and Anderson to win Because I need the New Day to be going through some shit Some, some crisis oh, yeah, of some sure. sort diba? um, If you want to make them They're going to predict the club winning Yeah The club has to win I mean, it, 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 not now, win. And if, if uh, the New Day w- continues to be Tag Team Champions What does it say about the Tag Team Division on Raw Now the New Day has beaten them all they, they've literally beaten them all For all of the teams Hold up the, No one has stepped up Yeah, but it also makes The tag team championship Picture boring mm, It yeah, does Yeah, because look I mean be, Let's say Let's say the club wins Who, Who's next? Uh, Enzo and Kaz The Shining Stars mm-hmm. Golden Truth I, I, I don't know I mean, I, I don't I mean, it's fine to see Some of, the, some of them compete For the title But it's, It would feel really boring Here's where I ask either of you for a hot take. Is it time to break the new day up? Not yet. But deepa, deepa. not yet. They they still make money and that's important for WWE, but the, the question is how they're going to deal with the fact that the new day no longer are champions. I mean, and yeah, I mean, and let's face it, uh if, if here's uh, I honestly uh, thought the, the Wyatt family would be the ones to beat them. Actually. Kalaoreni. But they dropped the ball on that yeah. one. Sayan. Totally dropped the ball on that one. Oh, uh, interesting fact though. <laughs> uh, if uh, the club wins the match at Clash of Champions, by my estimation, they would be the first team in history to have held the IWGP Tag Team Titles and the WWE. Well, the well Raw. your job is to check this. Yeah, 
But I actually had to check before, okay. and I didn't see anything that would reflect that. Uh, they would reflect against it, so they would be the first team to hold the IWGP Tag Team Titles and the WWE Raw Tag Team Titles in the same calendar year. Yeah, that oh, would, in the same calendar year. Okay. Calendar year. So that would be a very uh, big achievement for the club. Yeah. The same way AJ Styles and won the WWE Championship. So yeah, it would be very fitting actually if the club actually if the club won on Raw. And then Smack, uh, SmackDown's got AJ as uh, your your world champion, and Kenny Omega is the current winner of the G1 Climax. So you Who, can you can say uh, the Bullet Club has taken over the wrestling world, literally. Yes, and, and Adam Cole is the ROH champion. The Young Bucks are the IWGP Junior Tag Team Champions, mm-hmm. and again. <laughs> again, and so it's really big year for the Bullet Club in general. All right. Um, next up, triple threat match: Raw Women's Title, Charlotte versus Sasha Banks versus Bailey. I need Charlotte to retain. I need her to have a lengthy, dominant run again. And I think it was too soon to involve Bailey in in, uh, in the championship picture. Um, it's too soon because uh, she's supposed to be an underdog that people underestimate. Nah, she's just happy to be there. Yeah. But at the moment she gets there, she immediately makes an impact. And then, like one or two weeks afterward, hey, you've got a title match at your your first ever. I don't think they wanted to do that, mm. Yeah, uh, I, I I'm pretty sure now part of it is was born out of necessity because it's it's a very shallow women's roster. But still, um, they they could have had Bailey feud with someone else. Actually, I had this weird theory that the only reason Bailey was involved was because of Sasha Banks's injury at the time. So maybe WWE didn't know what to make of Sasha's uh, injury during that time. So they brought in Bailey in a very prominent spot uh, just to fill in for Banks in the in the in the interim. What do you think about Sasha's mic work? Because I think that the last few weeks have exposed Sasha's weakness on the mic. Oh. Actually, um, well, that's Sa- what I've always been thinking about her. Sasha w- had a better mic work in uh, NXT uh, when she was the heel, and now she's not the heel. It feels weird to hear Sasha as a face. In in essence, because when you think uh, of the babyface heel binary, Bailey is the pure babyface, mm. right? Charlotte is the pure heel, and then Sasha is a babyface because she's popular, but intrinsically. The boss is a heel As a character Even though she defined the boss as uh. Uh, with, with such babyface characteristics When you come out with swag When you come out with all this braggadocio It's very heel, <laughs> heel-like yeah. right? So uh, I, I think if you're, you're going to be strict She is a tweener more or less Kind of like Dean Ambrose in the Cena-Ambrose-AJ uh, feud uh, But having said that Um... I, I I don't know what to make of of the interactions in any bailing ayon. I mean, I I get that they're trying to add layers and shit, but yeah. sometimes these shades of gray are just too confusing to even have. Exactly, that's what I was saying all along. Uh, shades of gray shouldn't be used, you know, liberally in wrestling. It sort of works if it's the example of Dean Ambrose. It should work, but in the case of Sasha Banks and Bailey. Uh, it might, yeah, it might get really confusing, and uh, it's a it's a shame to Sasha Banks because she's a she's pretty much a, a great wrestler, but it's only recently that her weakness is being exposed yeah. uh, in being not being able to be a convincing face despite being called the boss. So, so who are we picking, uh, Charlotte Batailat for this one? I'm going Charlotte. 
Uh, yeah, I guess. But I'm thinking... Only because I don't really care that much. <laughs> but what if Paige does interfere in the match? I don't know. Is right. she even Double cleared? Scene, I don't know. She should be cleared. Yeah, she, she should sh- be cleared. Mm. If Eva Marie is already cleared, then yeah, she greatest be in female it. competitor in all of the of wrestling today. <laughs> all right, uh, yeah, we, uh, you should know that that guy Lance is a huge, huge fan of Eva Marie. Second SD Women's Champion. All right, your main event: Kevin Owens versus Seth Rollins for the Universal Title. Kevin Owens is retaining this. Oh yeah, of course, definitely has to. Here's my problem now. Uh, so you had Triple H get involved in the Universal Title match, but you had no explanation for yes, him. Yes, thank the two you. I was going to bring this up. I, I have a huge problem with this because how do you explain connection to Kevin Owens? Oh, number one. Parin, eh? And so, how do you explain his beef with Rollins? Number two. Like, what are mm-hmm. we get, what are we getting this explanation? It's so weird that Stephanie has nothing to talk, like, an explanation to Rollins. They go home together. Yeah, Why, they, they go home on the same Eba, home. They they train together. Yeah, so it, it it's weird that Triple H it, it that Triple H will not give her an explanation at all, considering their husband and wife with children. <laughs> so it's stupid. We're pretty old, by the way, at this point. Yes, <laughs> see, Stephanie uh, Stephanie's the character that's hurt the most, eh? Mm. Or, or uh, by 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 this booking move, because she comes off looking really really stupid. Oh. But when when Seth Rollins asks like her, either you're in on it or not. Eh? Oh, parang hindi ba kayo usap ng asawa mo? Tapos no. sa si Steph, parang nagbumuka siyang gago. Parang, yep. Did, she, did he really ask that? Yeah. <laughs> you have marital issues? You know, you can ask that. That is, that is, is something. <laughs> you know, is Hunter always away in full sail? Is that why? <laughs> no, but yung know, uh, ilang beses na. Is the Cruiserweight Classic? <laughs> Over the last two weeks, Seth has confronted Steph, asking her, are you complicit or not? Do you know what is going through Hunter's mind or not? And she just comes off looking like an idiot, denying, or worse, not being able to say anything. Because either you are or you aren't, and if you are, then there's no point in hiding because you are. And, you know, you might as well be openly hostile towards Seth Rollins. The, um, the problem with Seth is, I, I know that they're trying to get to the baby face turn slowly. Oh. So that's why they're still uh, having him dabble in, in tweener status. Um, but, but when you have someone like Kevin Owens, who is doing his best to be a pure heel, he needs to be offset by someone who's a pure babyface. And yeah, that's not Roman. And it, that, that's not Rollins either. <laughs> and that's not Rollins either because, one, he's smarmy by default. Mm-hmm. So he's actually a natural douchebag. Uh, two, the way that he acts, na parang hindi siya nagpapakontrol kay Mick Foley, he will say, I will do as I please out of my own volition on my own time. That, that's also something that is very anti-authority. Yeah. Mm. It's very anti-establishment, which is not pure babyface yeah. either. Right? So, um, I'm, I'm not sure if they're going to work towards making Rollins a pure babyface because he seems to accept it. Like, at the Manila show, right, he, he yeah. was pure babyface then. Mm. Right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so, no, no, they were just all... testing it. That's what they do at house shows, right? Right. So, and and people were receptive to it. Very receptive, right? So, I'm not sure if it's a lack of willingness on their part to commit, or they're really just taking it slowly. Oh, no, no, no. Me to play uh, devil's advocate a bit. I, I think it would it would be jarring, even though people accept it. It would still be jarring for him to turn quickly from you know from tweener no, no, from heel first to, to pure baby face. That's why we're here in this spot. So I guess this is why we're taking time to get from point A to point B. So that might be why, but it doesn't mean that you have to insult everyone's intelligence by holding out on what is the explanation for Triple H costing Ron's championship. I think it's yung common sakit ng wrestling na they let the audience figure things out on their own. 
that is fine mm. if everything else is you know fully explained and then all that's left to be explained uh, you know all that's left to be discovered is subtext that is you know uh, from people's reading into the uh, no, the text but if you're actually actively leaving out huge chunks of detail and plot from the story and then leaving people to connect the dots connect the dots uh, too much then that, you're right that is bad so yun, um, those are our issues actually oh, surrounding the main event title picture and maybe if Seth Rollins could just drop the pedigree <laughs> I mean, why would you use the finisher of the guy that pretty much screwed you over? I mean, no, no, I can I can justify that by saying it's effective for one. That's effective for two. Uh, for another, uh, why wouldn't I use the the finisher of the guy who screwed me if it works? Actually, uh, I'm gonna have to be with Lance on this one because kung galit na galit ka dun sa taong nagcost sa yung title, why would you associate? Why would you keep anything associated with him in yourself? Why would I continue to use his finishing move? So uh, I would say it's something that I can do this better than you. Okay, that I, I can works, live with that. Yes. I can I, live I, with I that. Do. But I, I, I can also live with Seth picking a different finisher. Oh, yeah, uh, sure, absolutely. Bringing back the curb stomp. Well, not only his face, he can finish guys off with a Phoenix Splash. Yeah. Yes. Why but, not? But can he do that all the time, though? Yes, he can. <laughs> or, or like God's last gift or something. No, he can't. Yeah. Do, you know, he can't always do God's last gift. Because it's like a special Deus Ex Machina move. No, no, not just that. It's also, I know, he can't do it on guys who are bigger than him. How about you, Falcon Arrow? Well, well, he did it on, he did it on a bigger guy recently, right? If I, if memory serves her correctly. Yeah. Wait. Uh, um, Rus- uh, wait. Yes, yeah, Rusev. Oh, yeah, yeah. He did it on Rusev, right? Yes, he did. He did. Hmm. He did the Falcon Arrow on, on Rusev. But so. it's gonna hurt his back, right? I mean, because he can't do that all the time on big guy, big guys bigger than him. So it's probably gonna hurt his back. It, it could really lead to injuries in the long term, which is not gonna be helpful. Yes. <laughs> all right. Um, before we get to the Yolo Twins interview, wait. Do we even have time? It's like forty-five minutes almost, and we haven't talked about SmackDown all that much aside yeah. from the Miz. Oops. Our bad. Our bad YOLO twins. Uh, we were actually gonna, you know, cut this short and then, you know, since it's late, but actually look at that. Look at the time. Yeah. <laughs> look at the time. So uh, let's talk about SmackDown um, as, as quickly as we can. Um, SmackDown's great. Yeah. Very good. Um, what I lo- you know what, what we love about SmackDown generally is it's tighter. Oh. So they're able to tell stories much better, and they're able to get those points across with with much less oh. less talent, not, less not, time. Yeah, not only that they're tighter, it, they're also willing to go all out, even though it's one a random second, a random third week of September, and you know uh, we don't have to get all these great matches on free TV. And they do that with still being tight. Yeah. Um, I mean, sure, there's, there's the random Jack Swagger defection. Oh, uh, <laughs> It's kind of I weird. I like, I like those stuff. I like that stuff in, in the brand split. Eh? Na, nag yeah. defect na lang bigla. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it feels weird that he has a raw contract and it expired like uh, two <laughs> months later. <laughs> Actually, but, yeah. Yeah, he had weird, a three month eh? raw contract. Yeah, so that was kind of dumb. Then again, it was as dumb as Raw selecting the Dudleys when they were like a month away from leaving. Yeah. Yes. Well, they didn't know that, I think. I think you don't really figure that out until it happens. But I know I can live with, you know, Swagger having a three month Raw contract. Say, if guys can get signed in the NBA for 10 days, then why can't Swagger be signed for three months? Yeah, Jinder Mahal got signed like right after the draft, diba. So, uh, you know, people come and go and shit. It's, it's, it's a personal thing, but it's these things that make me believe that there are actually actual brands 
and they are actually separate and unique. Yeah, like they're they're uh, they're, they're more like sports teams. Now. Yeah, exactly. Yes. So, bumabalik in real life sports aspect, which actually makes pro wrestling more so interesting. Oh, you want? Yeah. Jack. <laughs> uh, um, I I I love I love what they're doing with Heath Slater. I, I mean, we've been saying this over and over, but I like that they've given him a new chapter to his story. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a defending champion now, and the Usos are the challengers once again. And the Usos got in uh, Slater and Rhino's faces. Whoa. So they right ha- after the match, Jesus right Christ. after the match, yeah. So fuck it, they can't even wait like until after. Like, after Two segments after, or, or for talking smack. Yeah, mm. so oh, <laughs> gas yeah, they, they were trying to cut a promo, but you could tell that they were so gas. Oh, nga, pagal na pagal na sila. <laughs> pagal na pagal na sila. I I I really appreciate uh, what the Usos are doing, and it's been a long time since I've been able to say that. Uh, so, so shirt Uso is Jimmy, de Skin is Jake. I still haven't been able to tell. Uh, I can't tell. Well, this is your job. Yeah, <laughs> no, it, that, look that's it up hard. now. That's hard. Look it up now, monkey. This All is right. your job. Uh, <laughs> from what I know, shirt Uso is Jimmy and skin Uso is Jay. Well, both of them are gas Usos. Usos difference. Yeah. Um, um, American Alpha, uh, like we said, uh, what was that? Last week or two weeks ago? But they it it. They are the millennials of the WWE. They yes. had everything handed to them. Absolutely. And uh, they get a participation trophy for being part of the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic. And for being excellent on NXT, they get called they up to the main roster. They got roster. a participation trophy? No, I, I mean, uh-huh. I, I'm calling that a participation uh-huh. trophy. No, but in, 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 uh, with the way that millennials are being called out on, on the internet, American Alpha is the millennial equivalent of the WWE, and it's nice to see them finally going through uh, going through adversity in the form of that Chad Gable injury. Um, and in- I like how they played it out on the match uh, this week. Yes, it's so good, super great storytelling. In isolate talaga si Chad Gable, and then uh, Jason Jordan just looked so helpless. Oh. And nor, um, I think that's the first time that Jason Jordan has looked helpless uh-huh. since he was in a tag team with Ty Dillinger. Oh yeah, yeah. Jesus Christ! And he's like a, the the dominant guy in American Alpha. He's a, he's a heater, actually. He's the hot. And then tag it's guy. weird. Na, and then I think it was at that point I would have I thought to myself that if Jason Jordan turned heel right now, I would be totally okay with it because I get you, bro. Yeah, <laughs> I totally get you. I mean, even though it would break my heart because yeah. I, I would want to see AA go all the uh, oh, go no the man. distance. Oh, no, man, of course. But, uh, you know, at this point, okay, if you're, if you're taking out your frustrations on Chad Gable, that's okay. Because <laughs> Chad Gable, the man, has underdog babyface potential as well. Oh, absolutely. And he's a great seller. He could, yes. I, I, I would dare say that he's like, he, he's a second coming of Dolph Ziggler, but he's got the appeal of a Sami Zayn. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or probably Daniel Bryan. And actually better than Dolph Ziggler. Who, uh, by the way, is actually like, in this Kurt Angle phase right now, yeah, like they're, they're very much open about his uh, amateur wrestling roots and, and all he's that. He's actually, you know, utilizing that more, which is actually great. Kulang na lang is is something that Mark Titus from the Ringer wrote is that he actually builds himself for, from Cleveland now. Oh, actually, like he should, he just he should just he be put it out in Hollywood, Florida, because yeah. he's wearing I think his jacket from St. Edward's Wrestling Crew. Yes, his his high school team. So he's no longer doing his like a show offy. Attitude, yeah. yeah thank he's, God. Now, he's now an actual wrestler. Really thank hard. God he's outgrown the Megadeth bullshit <laughs> from last year. So, Yon, um, I, I wanted to be built from Cleveland, like, I could totally live with that. Uh, the women's uh, division looks interesting with Alexa Bliss oh, as yeah, the number yeah, yeah. one contender. Mm-hmm. I'm, 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 it, she's growing on me as a contender because uh, the, the division is shallow, but 
But you, it's, it's more balanced. Oh. Yeah, it's not more like balanced, wrong. if anything. Like, okay, you have this feeling, and you have Nikki Bella, Carmela, Naomi, and Natalia. Yeah. That's actually fine. I'm actually happy about Nikki Bella and Carmela actually feuding with one another because in Talking Smack earlier, mm. she uh, Carmela actually explained why she attacked Nikki Bella. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, uh, she's making her deb- uh, pay-per-view debut in SummerSlam and then uh, Nikki, Be- Nikki Bella pretty much uh, took her spotlight, if you will, and even beat her in the match, pinned her. So what, I would understand why Carmela would be so pissed and, you know, kept attacking her every chance she gets. So... At least, you know, in this case, there was an explanation then leaving us to wonder why Carmela attacked her in the first place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so all of these little side stories are getting time, they're getting explanations. So, good job, SmackDown. All around good job. SmackDown is like the two hour version of NXT because yes. it makes sense. Uh-huh. Everything makes sense. It's so good. Even Cena Ambrose, even Cena Ambrose, AJ. Uh, Kulang na lang is for AJ to actually have had more of an impact this episode. Yeah, because AJ just appeared in in small bunches this week, diba? I guess they're making him rest, which is fine. Um, say, that is part of his deal with WWE. My issue lang talaga with wait wait lang. so wait it's actually part of his contract. Yes, that he doesn't wrestle as much. Ah, interesting. Okay, I don't know how to even fact check that one. <laughs> it's a rumor, so you can't exactly fact check it. Ah, okay. Um, I'll, I'll just reiterate this one time na, um, I, I, I still don't like Dean Ambrose's character right now I, I don't like how They're pigeonholing him As Millennial Austin Or Millennial Pillman But uh, he, re- he did really well To talk his Mac Yeah He, he did he, he, I guess I mean if the objective Was to get me to be more repulsed by him He succeeded No no, but, no, 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 no. The, the, Did you he, actually listen to the, yeah, what I did, he said? I did, I did. The whole thing? Yeah Really? Really, you feel repulsed by? No, I, I, I wouldn't I say. Liked- I wouldn't say it was charming, but it was more. It was coherent and it was intense. Yeah, it was intense. If that, if he's in the gray right now, then it fleshed him out being in the gray. I guess yung yung problem. If you're repulsed is- by him, it's fine because he's in the gray. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm just repulsed, but I I just can't root for this guy. Mm. Like if I were to choose nominally, I would probably pick Cena because he's showing pure babyface, yeah. right? Mm. Uh, and. I think the one good thing that Dean Ambrose is doing is that he's getting people to cheer for John Cena. The, the yeah. arena cheered for Cena. Well, uh, and it's uh, live. It's not. Yeah, it's yeah, not yeah, yeah. Uh, I edited. Remember, I remember that SmackDown is live now. <laughs> yeah, and so, they don't type in chants anymore. People cheered for John Cena. It's 2016, and people are cheering for John Cena. It, it, it's amazing. It, it is amazing. Well, to, to be me. fair, people are getting sick of Ambrose. There's that. I think that's one yeah. of the reasons why to I'm repulsed fair. by him. Yeah, but I, I I don't know why Ambrose keeps I don't know if it's because his his moveset is limited. Uh, I don't know if uh, Ambrose needs to do less because he, when he punches, you know how he punches, right? Mm. He's like punching yes. like a. Uh, He's yeah. working the punches too much. Yes, so it's not his punches are really not believable as compared to I don't know Seth Rollins or Roman Reigns. So maybe take out most of the loony in his attitude and in his uh, work and we would probably take him more seriously um, yeah uh, NXT this week uh, since you know, we, we covered much of Smackdown NXT this week uh, had its ups and downs I think if there's one thing that or if there are a couple of things you have to watch out for one would be the Samoa Joe promo mm. 
Samoa Joe has been killing it on the mic the last two weeks. Uh, that feud with Nakamura and by extension William Regal, or actually dapat balik tadi. The feud with William Regal <laughs> and by, by extension, extension Nakamura Nakamura uh, has been pretty interesting to watch. And Joe takes things up a notch this week by uh, one physically threatening Regal. And to uh, threatening to dismantle the rest of the roster in the process. So I, I, I love what I'm seeing from Psycho Joe. And <laughs> I also love uh, that they gave the main event spot to uh, Cien Almas versus Cedric Alexander. Uh, Samoa Joe is a very compelling character in his own right. I and mean, he's always been a compelling character since T- his TNA days. But the a kind of character that he has now, dealing with... Uh, William Regal Who is the GM Who is feuding with Ever since last year If you think about it uh, It's interesting That it has evolved Into the point where Samoa Joe Simply doesn't care anymore Because of the year's worth Of uh, aggression towards Regal So he's taken this Take no prisoners approach Just to get back his title And It makes sense in the story And all you All you wanna ask for In a in any wrestling shows, uh, everything to make sense, and what he's doing is makes sense. Here's my issue with NXT right now, and I think it's something that uh, Jocks, our, our uh, NXT reviewer on Sma- uh, on Smart Henry, has brought up uh, in the past. NXT is too top heavy. Yeah, so you've absolutely. Got, you've got Joe absolutely. and Nakamura up top, and that's fine. That's a good main event scene. Um, in your upper mid card, you've got Hideo, Austin Aries, Bobby uh, Roode. Um, I think No Way Jose is somewhere there. <laughs> yeah. no, no, no. no Way Jose is in the mid card. Step down. Okay, and then your mid card is No Way Jose, Cien Almas, Oni fucking Lorcan. <laughs> fucking Oni Lorcan. And whoever else they can pull out, like TM61, The Authors of Pain. Um, you, you go down that card, parang wala ne. Like, there, there is no one really that stands out now will make you say, na, if Joe Nakamura get called up today, mm. this will be the next guy to take over. Well, I'd say Bobby Roode. Bobby Roode, Austin Aries. That's your next one. But after that, wala ne. But it, 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 the gap between Aries and Rude and say No Way Jose and Hideo is is so sizable. Hindi tulad ng dati. Oh, these are building Hideo up. Yeah, pero uh, you also gotta remember that Hideo took off a year because of the injury. So parang if if he had not gotten injured last year, Hideo would have been gone long ago. I guess what I'm trying to say is when the when the NXT five were there, in a way, my succession plan, yeah, yeah. my pipeline ka. Uh, na, na and you knew that na, na after Balor, tuloy-tuloy pa yun eh. But now that everyone is gone, si Hideo na nanatira, may kulang talaga. Mm. So, um, I think it's more blatant pa nga in the women's division. Yeah, absolutely. Because yeah, you have Asuka's women's champion. Asuka than everyone else. Yes. Yeah, your, a, next con- your next possible contenders either Liv Morgan, which is her K. opponent for next week, Billy Kay or Ember Moon. Yeah, and you'll, uh, Liv have Morgan. Have done Billy Kay before already? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she's um, well. Uh, they're building up Aaliyah. They're building up Mandy Rose. Pero I, I wouldn't believe any of these girls. Yeah. No. Right now, not right now. Right not now. right now. There's yeah. only one person who has a chance against Asuka, and that's you Amber, know, Moon. Amber Moon. Yeah. But I do like I do like Anna. I do like Liv Morgan's work. I like she's, Liv Morgan. She's, she's, she's fun, but her Twitter handle is something I'm not exactly a fan of. What is it? You only, uh, you live, only live once. Yeah, only live once. Yao Lao. Yeah. <laughs> So you see it in her hat You see it in her garters So It's kind of weird but. It's awful <laughs> uh, So there Well, No you should like that shit That's a pun Yes The fuck is wrong with you Yeah but it's Is that not fantastic it's a pun? Uh, th- That's not even Worthy of being applauded well. <laughs> Sorry Wow So now you have standards I'm, yeah. s- I'm sorry but uh, Now you have standards For yourself <laughs> No, because every time I see her name and you have the Twitter handle, it 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 really is a, a 
pain to see because I don't know. It's, I'm not, I didn't know it was possible for you to cringe at a pun. Yeah, but wow, yeah. achievement unlocked, guys. Yeah, <laughs> maybe it involved something that like YOLO, but you actually made it something worse. Wow, really? We are dissecting how bad this pun is. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Lance Tan Ong is dissecting how bad this pun is. Seriously, Lance Ong <laughs> I'm is s- dissecting. I'm how bad. S- I'm sorry. This pun is. It it it's awful. I mean, how come you don't do this for your other two cohorts, huh? Mm. <laughs> because they're just fun, I guess. Peer pressure, galang eh. <laughs> No, I, but I guess I don't know. Liv Morgan is is someone who could be like the next face. I mean, you know, I well, mean, not right now. Not right now. Yes. Yeah. If, if you keep at it, sure. She's the new Tweetums Alexa Bliss. Like, oh yeah, mm. but no, no, slightly less Tweetums, but you know, uh, she's I, every NXT male fan's crush now. Really? I think so. I think so. Well, I have a crush on Liv Morgan. The same way I loved Alexa Bliss and she was tweet You know who I loved? I loved Diona Perazzo. I can't believe they didn't keep her on. I tell you, they let her go. What was the last time you saw her? Weeks ago. Exactly. Was it covered in Breaking Ground? Uh, I don't think she was. She wasn't on BG. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she was. She was more the indie talent, like in her like blue pants. Ah, uh, uh, okay. All right, all right. Uh, Rachel Ellering looks good. <laughs> well, we don't know that yet. Yeah. On Breaking Ground. No, no, no. I mean, when she showed up in NXT recently. Oh, okay, I didn't see that. Uh, I no. guess in terms of like attractiveness, like uh, the Alexa Bliss <laughs> rankings, Liv Morgan's probably on top right now. So with, yeah, with Tessa Blanchard at number two. Oh, no, no. So it's now called the Alexa Bliss. Yes. I hereby call it the Alexa Bliss rankings. Yes. Okay, it's of fair NXT enough. NXT attractiveness. Yes. So we're gonna call it that. So where does Asuka rank? Uh, somewhere in the middle. No, no, probably. I would say I would say <laughs> that uh, Asuka would be number three after Tessa. Yeah, I don't like the way I don't like the way Billy Kay looks. I'm sorry. Oh nga. there's something off about Billy oh, Kay. Sorry guys. Parang masadong puffy mo kaya. Oh, but ganun. Hindi mo alam kung retokada siya o hindi. Parang hindi pero weird pa rin. And then she's so tan. She's too tan to, for a white Australian girl. <laughs> Tapos pag tinataas yung kilikili niya, kita mo yung tunay na skin tone niya ah. relative to the rest of her tan body. Oh. So masarap siya when you watch it in HD because I watched uh, the Billy Kay match earlier on HD and it was kind of weird to see. So, I would yeah, put yeah. Nikki Storm above Billy Kay. Nikki Storm is great. I don't even remember who Nikki Storm is. She debuted with uh, with Mandy Rose. Is that Nikki Glencross? Yes. Ah, oh. wait, Nikki Glencross. Yeah, okay, okay. That's what they called her. Yeah, yung ikasama uh, Don't worry, she will be called Nikki Storm soon. Ah, mm-hmm. I think. I think. Th- see, this is your job. Right. <laughs> you should. Have, you should have to check the. No, because I know it's Nikki Glencross. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nikki Glencross is what they called her uh, during that six woman tag. All right. Mm. Yes. Anyway, uh, yeah, we officially don't have time for the YOLO Twins Sorry, again. YOLO Twins. But Look we do that. have time. time. Justice for YOLO Twins. We do have time for our picks of the week. So picks of the week. Because that guy Lance is new as our official guest co-host. We'll let him have first dibs. Uh, oh, man. Uh, you're just, you're just going to have to give me some time. You, you might as well... Ne, you, ne. Fine. <laughs> All right, fine. Fine, fine. Okay. My pick of the week is Cedric Alexander versus... Ah, uh, ACA. Okay, that's fine. That is that is reasonable. That's a fair pick. It's Cedric Alexander's uh, NXT debut, which he, I did not believe he would win. Yeah, but but he won. I thought he would win. I it, was rooting for him. Yeah, of course you were rooting for him. But it doesn't mean he would win. <laughs> I I thought he would win. Yeah, I mean we were cheering for. I don't Cedric. know when you the score, Well, but but Foxy Yeah, why? She's, why Foxy Ann? Shen is. Yeah, that is great. He fucking. You, you see the way he moves around the ring. Yeah, That's amazing. but it's hard to get. That is, that is goals right there. The, the mistake was he put. They pit him against uh, Ty Dillinger. That was yes, the mistake. That absolutely. was the agree. That was 
awful. The totally awful agree. move. Yeah. At this point, really, I don't see why they shouldn't turn him. Yeah. Yeah, because like people are booing him, didn't they? Yeah. Naturally, yeah. kind of like the way they turned on Corbin. Yeah. Mm. Might as well just go all the way. But Corbin was never a face. He was a face. No, he no, was he was face. never a face to begin with. He was just there. He was just a force of nature. Yeah, but people loved him. Like they were oh, counting. Oh, but that doesn't make him a face. Remember. Let him be an ingobernable. Exactly. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but remember, it does not make him a face for other people. Mm. Right. Uh, what's your pick of the week, girl? Uh, my pick of the week is Dolph Ziggler versus The Miz. Okay. That's from, fair. Uh, from SmackDown, the Intercontinental Championship. Big fight feel, as we talked about earlier. Yeah. Uh, fucking amazing. I, can't, I cannot believe that they can put on that kind of atmosphere uh, on a random episode in September. It's like, it's so New Japanish. Yeah, it, It's so New Japanish. I fucking love SmackDown. Uh, my pick of the week would be the Fatal 4-Way number one contendership match for the Cruiserweight title. Without TJ. Yeah, without TJ. <laughs> it was a great match though. Even without TJ. Brian Kendrick sad. versus Rich Swan versus Cedric Alexander versus Grand Metalik. So, um, I love that they were able to get 10-15 minutes on Raw. I hope that it will stay this way. And I hope... Hopefully. <laughs> no, my biggest hope for the Cruiserweight division is that I just... I hope it's just not one match per week. Yeah, for, like for all the time Raw has, like that's the only match they had this week. Oh, no. but I mean, you think it's a fucking whole division? Why wouldn't we get more than one? Well, the, the argument, the WWE argument would be, well, you only got one juniors match when the juniors division was there. Huh? So what? Or you only got one match when the women's divisions were there? They were like like the the divas of old. Time done. Time done, guys. Actually, it's it's quite interesting that. Uh, this ma- I mean, if if you had to choose, I mean, cruiserweights or another daring young match. Sorry, I love Darren Young. Would I take the cruiserweights? Yeah, ah. I would probably pick the cruiserweights. I mean, I did not miss Darren Young this week. That is your mm. depth right there. I mean, what would you do without you know? You have like an anchor in both TJ and Brian Kendrick, and even guys like Cedric Alexander. You can build around. You can build around those three guys. Oh. You add Grand Metalik in there. You need foundation, way. Oh. And then uh, guys like Rich Swan, Jack Gallagher, Tozawa. Oh, where, Man, where Gall- the fuck was Jack Gallagher? This Hanging week? out with TJP in the back. <laughs> this is your most marketable cruiserweight, and you don't know. I mean, no offense <laughs> to my boy, but Jack Gallagher is literally the most marketable cruiserweight you have. Yeah, think about all the mustaches they could sell on WWE shop. And he could just, ma- or you know, I mean, he could be like the top VOD villain or something. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, who, by the way, are probably languishing in superstars right now. Yeah. They're, they're on, they're on SmackDown, right? Yeah. Yeah, 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 they're on SmackDown. See, you, you don't even remember that anymore. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I feel so sorry for them. Yes, uh, Gallagher should be the Shaniqua. That's in Gotch and Aiden, yung ano, Basham brothers. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Right, uh, it's getting really, really late. We really don't have time. Fact check Shaniqua. Oh, yeah. Oh, we really don't have time. I think she retired. Why? I don't know. Because her name is Shaniqua. Okay, wait, 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 wait. Okay, Shaniqua. All right, let's give him like, Shani- like two minutes for this. Yeah, okay. Shaniqua. The wrestler. Oh, God, no. Oh, wait, 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 no. Shaniqua WWE. Sh- that's WWE. how you do sorry, it. Come sorry, sorry, sorry. Okay. Tana porn star Linda Miles. Okay. Yeah, Linda um, Miles. Linda yeah, Miles. That's a real name. Uh, what, a, what a specimen. Uh, okay. Post wrestling, Linda now resides in this is based on Wikipedia, Cincinnati, and yeah. is a substitute. Holy shit! Substitute teacher for Cincinnati public schools. She was also was a study hall teacher in two thousand seven. 
Tangana, can you imagine, you know, having being in high school, going to high school, and say Shaniqua was my substitute teacher? Or can you imagine being in high school, googling your teachers just to see what they are or who they are, and then Shaniqua appears? Why would you Google your teacher? Well, no, because you want to dig up dirt on your teachers. <laughs> Did you not do that to your teachers? Not so no, much. Not really. Not much. No. I guess. Uh, we were horrible students. <laughs> oh, and she's thirty-eight years old. FYI. Uh, so. Uh, so is Tori Wilson. It. Damn. <laughs> That. All right, that, that is it for Shiniko. <laughs> oh, oh, and by the way, I think you guys need to check the the facts, right? I mean, the, uh, okay, what else did you have? Okay, no, not really. I mean, all, all everything you said was right. Thank you. Uh, yeah, and uh, you only had one mistake, and that's with a uh, Captain Hook uh, finisher. Sure. What so, was the mistake? I called uh, it Captain Hook. Yeah, he ah, called it the. He, no, he uh, he first called it the bully choke. Oh yeah. Which uh, which is right. It's which is right. Which is not wrong. Yes. But uh, once he went to Raw. I, maybe because it was PG or something, uh, they wanted to change it to the captain's hook. Oh, I mean, no, no, no choke references. Yeah, and a bully choke. They used it in TNA though before, but uh, now. It's so weird though. Like, why is okay lang sa network, but it's not on TV? But yeah, I don't know. Sponsors uh, and shit. Yeah. USA Network? Maybe. All right. <laughs> so uh, it's the captain's hook. That's actually a better name than yes. Captain Hook. Yes, yeah, the captain's hook. And he has that black beard flag anyway, I think. Is it, is it, yeah, I think um, the black beard flag. That is your job. Yeah. Now all he needs is a parrot. <laughs> And yeah, an yeah. eye patch, and Katie Leah Burchill. Oh, yeah. oh man, I, I miss her. Right, uh, that brings us to the end of this week's SGP podcast. Uh, we'll, we'll really try to find some time to squeeze the Yolo twins in. They've been bothering us on Twitter next week. Yeah, <laughs> bothering us a lot. Um, We're gonna do sue us. <laughs> Uh, so if you have anything that you wanna you wanna tell us online, you know where to find us. We're at the SGP Podcast on Twitter at Rowizwar at underscore Stan C and for Stat Guy Lance at Lance Tan Ong. Okay, that's really straightforward. Yep. <laughs> so if yeah, ha- if there's anything you want to tell us, anything you want to ask, that's where you go. Uh, Clash of Champions, of course, happening on Monday morning. So I don't think it's gonna be on Fox. We Are really? We haven't heard. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's weird. So there's no. There's no September pay-per-view on Fox. Uh, we're going to have to clarify that with, with our, our, yes, with our producers. But has there been any commercials, though? Because usually... I haven't seen TV. Mm. I, I don't get to watch TV much either. So. Same here. Right. Maybe we should check over the weekend. Yeah, mm-hmm. we'll check over the weekend. So don't take our word for it just yet. Uh, that would be I, I say if There was no backlash on Fox. There has to be Clash of Champions. Yeah. So let's see, let's see. All right. If if not, then you know you know what to do. Just WWE get the network. network. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's $9.99, guys. And with that... We are officially closing episode number 132 of the SGP podcast. Oh, and I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Okay, just to verify, yep, that's called the Blackbeard's flag of uh, Brian Kendrick. That's it. <laughs> All right. All right. Thank you, Stat Guy Lance. So on behalf of Stat Guy Lance. Which has been a great experiment, by the way. And Ravishing Rilla <laughs> like Moran. My name Woo-hoo. is Stunning Stan C. We found our new guest co-host. We love him, and we are out of here. Peace. Glorious. No, I won't give in. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.